Brother John. Oh, good morning, Brother Gary. Oh man, you sound so good. <laughs> I'm, 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 oh, I suffered oh. a pasta hangover. I, I ate too much pasta last night, and uh, I'm still recovering. Oh yeah, I had some good bolognese sauce, and then my friend I went out with said we can do an instant replay, can't we? And he got some more pasta, some delicious. Oh, that's like, disgusting. White, thin white sauce with a nice noodle. Corkscrew noodle. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I'm, I'm not even bre- eating breakfast. I'm just drinking coffee. I'm doing. Okay. How beer. much coffee have you had? Oh, I've just had, I, I, I go with one. Did you just started? Coffee. Did you yeah, just, I just start? started? Yeah. I mean, I got up at oh. like after seven o'clock. So, but protocol but, but it's is okay. You, protocol is you hit that shit before we start the show. I thought you knew that. Oh, Mr. Producer, I'm sorry. I, I'm doing the best no. I can under the circumstances. Oh, oh, you, you oh, cut me oh. some slack. <laughs> no slack for you. No soup for yeah, you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I'm both also, we, I get too much baseball. No pasta. On. Yeah, no more pasta for me. So, But okay, I'm going to be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm take, drinking coffee, and uh, it's 39 degrees. It's going to get warmer. It's a little cloudy, but it's okay. I can handle it. It's 68 degrees here. It's uh, rainy. Yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Disgusting. <clears throat> I feel like I'm in Seattle. Ooh. Mary Jane's hiding all the sharp objects oh. and shit. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. got the whole deal. Hey, there's a place to drink coffee. And we've got a movie, yeah. so what the hell? We're, we're, we're ready well, for Seattle. Yeah. You know my formula? My formula is the more depressing a place is, the better the coffee is. You're right about that. I know well, I am. Seattle. Seattle Do you know where it place. is in Europe? You know, best coffee in Europe? Oh, I, I don't know. Tell me. I'm, Norway. I'm ready. Norway. Norway? Norway. Well, you, you, you hit the magic button when it comes to countries. Norway. I know, because we're going to hit that one do, today. I think they, we're going to hit that. They do, I think they do pretty good winter sports, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think you'll remember in a few minutes. Now, remember <laughs> to speak up, John. I know you're sick and you have a pasta hangover uh, and a bunch okay, of other I'll, personal yeah. problems. Okay. I didn't say okay, deeper. Well. I said... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he speaks. He speaks in a lower register. Oh, great! All right, here we go. I follow instructions so well. You do in a very exaggerated fashion. Okay, what shirt you got on? Ah, shirt. Yes, I've got a black original with matching boxer black boxer brief. Okay, is that right? And I say the right order. Yeah, yeah. black. Oh, yeah. boxer brief. Okay. Yeah, you did that perfect. Okay, I've got on what I call the dug- double mug, which is the most mm. recent T-shirt with our pictures, our mugs on it. Uh, if it. And yeah, and I'm wearing my you know stretchy girl panties, and oh, uh, good. that's it. And hey, give I us got a color. Give us a color. Come on, black and black. Good black. You got well coordinated. I know. I want. I, I want to get some more color, colorful uh, panties, but you know they stick up. Uh, you know sometimes. In your uh, when you bend over, you know, and stuff, and and yeah, the old ass. But you know what? I don't. I don't really give a shit. I don't really give a shit. What are they? I mean, really, what's anyone going to say to me to offend me that I haven't said to myself, or that you haven't yeah. said? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm inventing new things every day. But you're right. It is getting a little bit more desperate for me to come up with things to say that are degrading, yeah. despicable yeah. about you. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one I've noticed uh, before I do, I want to do a shout out uh, here in a minute. But before I do that, I just want to say one. Uh, you know, Doctor Yang asked me uh, what you know what are the effects of uh, my uh, orchiectomy, you know, my surgical castration, and he was kind of going over them. And I just noticed one this last week, and this is alarming. And you are really going to start worrying about me when you hear about this. <laughs> a side effect I've noticed that I've had for months, and I just really couldn't calibrate it or name it. I have a lot of trouble lying. Lying? I have difficulty lying. You mean like laying down in bed? No. Telling Great. untruths. <laughs> even omitting the truth. I know. Are you becoming is... brut brutally honest? I'm not there. I'm not there. Just regular honesty. Oh, yeah. okay. John, for a Daniels, this is, this is terrible. I don't, you can communicate with the rest of our family. I'm sorry. I can't because I tell the truth. Mm. Uh, it's, this is a problem. This is a real. Is a. I'd say it's a crisis. I think it's. I, I don't know. Your it thoughts? Like therapy. Well, I think you. I think it's a. I think it's just a stage in recovery. Really? From you think yeah, I'll, from I'll work through this and it'll pass? It'll it's, pass. It's, yeah. It's just what I would call. No, I hope it doesn't. I. I hope it continues. If it, really? I'm envious. Um, are you? I, 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 yes, I am. I, I but oh, I don't want to be the. I don't want to be the uh, receiver of this necessarily. I would like <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> wow. Well, you're being honest. <laughs> hey, maybe I caught the bug from you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. My hey, listen. We got some sick. good stuff here. I think we got. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, shout out. Let's not forget the shout out. Yeah. Shout. Shout. Steve. Steve McIntosh, one of oh. our very faithful listeners. Yeah, uh, Steve. Oh, yeah, Steve sent John and I bidets for our toilets so we can keep our assholes clean. Hey, look, yeah. I'm looking for just relief from soreness. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. And you know yeah. what? Yeah. Using, since it's, and I, I like the idea it's not heated, so it can be a good wake-up call, too, in the morning. He said it's, he said it's like a half a cup of coffee. Half a cup? <laughs> I'm yeah, he's so measured good. this. He's, he's crazy about this stuff. Uh, and, you know, I got text messages from him constantly the morning that, you know, the day of the arrival, which was yesterday. So he's like well, texting me, do you have it yet? Do you have it yet? You know, and oh, man, he's really worked up about this. And Mary Jane goes, why is he so interested in the cleanliness of your asshole? And, you know, I kind of had to ask myself the same question. So I asked him and. He just felt it was a pleasure that he had to share and that we deserved it. We deserved it. That's what he said. I know. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 By the way, I've installed it and used it, and it is fantastic. Thank you, Steve. Jeez, we're supposed to do that together. I need help. John, I know I, you I, need I, help, but I figured it – well, first of all, he was pestering me, okay? Okay. So that's number one. Number two, I thought if I did it first, I'd be able to help you more. You're probably right. I like your attitude. I appreciate it. Was, it. Hey, Let's designate a bidet day, and then we can do this together. Okay. Designate a bidet day. A bidet like day. That. A bidet day. That'll, that's a good idea. Bidet, I bidet, like bidet. It. It's like Porky the Pig. Bidet, bidet, bidet. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Are we ready for the Winter Olympics? Oh, <clears throat> uh, you know what? If you're just getting ready, you've missed most of it. Oh, it's you done. know what? I feel like I it, it ended yesterday. It John, I only know two things about the Winter Olympics ever, and those two things what? are: it starts on this day, so I can 
make sure I don't see any of it, and then it ends on this day, so I can kind of celebrate. Yeah, you I know, hate the Winter are, Olympics. Well, the Winter Olympics, the thing about it, we, we have to explain to the, our listening audience, is that, you know, we like to think that we're knowledgeable about some of the things we talk about. We are going to have to preface this and give a warning about the fact we know nothing about the Winter Olympics, and what we say might not have much truth to it. It might be embellished. There might be just flat out, uh, you know, misstatements, and we're just going to have to live with it, but we're giving you the warning thereof. I think what you will get out of this, though, dear listeners, is you will, number one, become inspired because if we can talk about this that we know nothing about, you say, well, shit, I can do better than that. So we will inspire you through our mediocrity. But number two is I think this will be, this stuff will be enough to provoke your curiosity because you'll be saying things like, is that possibly true? And then you'll fact check us and you'll actually learn something. But yeah. personally, and somewhere in there is a nugget of truth. Maybe. <laughs> but does it yeah. matter? It's the Winter Olympics. I don't think so. It's the Winter Olympics. It doesn't Olympics. matter. You know, no. I, 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 all of a sudden I run into somebody and I say, I said, what's on? They said, oh, you just missed, you mean I missed another event? Oh, okay. Oh. Let's <laughs> yeah, and inside, inside, you you got like like Snoopy and Charlie Brown running in place. And, oh, I'm so happy. Oh, check that one off. I... <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So yeah. you know, I my attitude toward this is even worse than my attitude toward baseball, which has improved thanks to you, John. Yeah. But my, my attitude about the Winter Olympics has actually gotten worse. I well, say I'll it. tell you, it, it, to me, I also have to think about the fact that if I don't know a damn thing about something, it gives me an opportunity to learn, and I get a chance to learn whatever I want. It doesn't have to necessarily be all the information, just enough to, to basically support my viewpoint. That's all I'm looking for. I'm just looking narrow. for, yeah, I'm looking for accidents, fights, uh, controversies. Oh, we're going to get into yeah. that with our movie, okay? We're, we'll get there, please. I can't. I, 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 just, I just want to get uh, through this first segment so I can talk about the movie, which I love. Yeah, let's get through the boring stuff, this Sam Olympics. And I guess, okay. you know, what we got is this thing called the Winter Olympics. And uh, believe it or not, it does have some history. History that we don't know, but we're willing to impart. And we go back to 1924 in France. And what do we have? We have, in the middle of the winter, we've got 16 nations participating in six sports that includes 16 events that has over 258 competitors, and God bless, they actually let 11 women participate in the wow. Winter Olympics back in 1924. Jeez. So we've got a very, very small uh, group that got together to make this happen. Um, we, we'll talk a little bit about events later, but what do we have now? How much is this grown? Yeah. We've come yeah. a long way, baby. Oh, excuse me. I'm using the wrong oh, word. that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> And don't now call here me we baby. Are, the 22nd Olympics, 2014. We've got, uh, how many nations? We, it's post, you know, I'm talking, uh, 2014. So we're talking Russia. Yeah, we're not mm -hmm. talking the Soviet Union. We're going to make that, no. that very clear. That's a big, big thing to discuss. We've got 88 nations. Some of them don't even have snow. I mean, we're talking Jamaica plus. And we got seven <laughs> sports with 98 events, 2,873. Competitors and thank God they let some ladies participate. We're up to one thousand one hundred and fifty-nine. 
So it's become a big deal. I didn't want to say the word in the middle there. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is a word. Uh, yeah. It looks <laughs> ten. It, tell me. Uh, check my math. That's ten x. Right. That's ten times. Yeah. The number yeah. of competitors. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it is. It is grown. It's it's mushroom. It's exponential. Whatever you want to call the rapid. Almost growth. half are women. Is, is that what Almost I see? Almost half. Or, yeah, that's exactly true. I mean, well, that's a plus. For a reason. There's a plus for having the women for a variety of reasons, and we'll get into that. Mm. Very important development that we mm. we hope that as we take a look, and of course, we've got to offer some opinions on how we can improve. So that maybe one of these days we'll watch one or two of these events. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the fun part. Oh boy! So where'd all this happen? You know, the the U.S. of course has got to host it the most because when you're in, in your home ballpark, you have a better chance of winning. And we got to we got to do everything we can at all costs. We need every advantage, including Country. including cheating. Cheating's we, important, we need, and you know what? The key to cheating us. is don't get caught. That's a, yeah. Cheat your ass off, but don't get caught. And Agreed. France has uh, hosted it three times. And, you know, one of the things that kind of disappoints me is the Southern Hemisphere has never hosted the Winter Olympics. And you're going to say, Rio. Are you Rio? Hey. Nope. Yeah. Here, I'd love you it. You know, with, with the, the miracles of, of technology and everything, the fact that these countries that might potentially be the host can't, don't, don't have snow, don't have mountains. Hmm. These should be minor, Not a uh, problem. You know, uh, yeah, minor challenges that we Nothing. should be able to overcome. Because right. you know what? When it comes when it comes down to it, 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 it's the fact that these countries are, you know, they would say, well, you know, our winter is in your summer, by the way, so we need to have it in a different point in time, and that's the challenge. Because you know what? Damn TV what? wouldn't let them do it. Aww. Our challenge right now is the doggone network called NBC that is responsible. <laughs> For producing oh. and having these, and you know what they're saying? Oh, we can't have it when in our summer time. We've got to have it in our winter. It, it's it, it it that's very sad. Very very sad. I yeah. personally oh. think that hey, there are some. Why don't they just reverse it? Why don't they just have the summer Olympics uh, in the southern hemisphere too, and then uh, it'll work? Hey, you know what? It's like we could flip flop and just have both mm -hmm. uh, both of them. You know, for let's do the the winter and the summer. And by the way, what they've done is they've. Uh, you know, or the original uh, Olympics was done in the same year. Winter ones were done the same year as the summer. And what they've done is they've now flip flopped so that they got a two year gap. So they're not uh. at the same time. So we've got two years from now. We'll have summer Olympics again, and two years after that. Uh. Winter. I think you kind of get the idea. Yeah, hey, I I've, get got, it. I've got my channel. I got my favorites. I got my favorites okay. in terms of it. I, I'm thinking a little more practical. How about New Zealand? What do you think? Oh, yeah. I'd go it's for New Zealand mountains. in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's got and everything. Nice it's got country. snow. And you know what? The country's not that big. So what's good yeah. about it is that they can host the Winter Olympics and go bankrupt. So, yeah. you know, they can just. Exactly. It, 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 it's so small, it'll be so easy for them to spend all their yeah. money. And, um, and some people are saying, um, they're saying, well, no, no, we can't do that with that poor little country. It's only got four or five million people. Please don't do that. Well, no. if they need a little help. No, you know what? I was thinking Australia, except I don't think they get along. I don't think they could do it. No, they don't. No, they don't. Um, That's true. Well, here's the thing about New Zealand doesn't have to worry about the financial side of this. Is what they have to do is uh, I don't. You know, have you ever noticed, John? People really miss the bottom line on a lot of things. They don't understand how something really works. And so, if you're worried about losing money on the Olympics, if you're a puny little country, 
Don't worry about it. Just get a very good, cheap source of condoms and then mark them way up. Put them in vending machines all over Olympic Village because these people are young and they are full of hormones. And you'll make all your money on that. And anything connected with it. Yeah. You know, that's where they ought to have peace talks and all that good stuff. We ought to have it there in the Olympic Village and deal with it with respect to these these kids who are, are basically... You know, they're once out of every four years, they're going to go for the gold and they're going to try to get as much, well, uh, pleasure as they can out of the, out of their trip. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, sex. Yeah. They want to have sex. <clears throat> okay. I, I wasn't going to say it, but I, I appreciate well, you. Hey, it does, it does not offend me. I appreciate you being sensitive to my situation, yeah, it's a, but it's a, it's a, it's I don't, a, don't mind it. It's an interesting sport. That part of it. Mm. Sex okay. is an interesting sport. Are we going to oh, have well, sex? That's for another. Yeah. Oh, that's another whole Olympic. Oh, uh, we oh, could sorry. have events and everything. So let's let's not go let's go there right now. That's okay, not, okay, okay. That's a deep. I'll show some area. restraint. It's not hey, dark. now, what do we? What do these countries go for? What what do they? What what do they? What do they do? What do they? What's their accomplish? What do they accomplish? They yeah, go for I'd the like gold. They go for the gold. What what's and so big about the gold? Is I, it worth a lot of money? Can they sell it? No, they can't sell it, but they can stand on a podium and listen to their country's uh, national anthem. I guess it. Worth it. Uh, some of them I'm sure have earplugs and are listening to something else, but that's okay. Whatever works. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we've got. And what's amazing is this is an area which uh, a small country is is the most. It's Norway. It it, it makes a lot of sense. We mentioned Norway earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got three through 2014. It's got 329 medals. U.S. is second with 282. Austria is right up there with 218. Germany with 209. And you know what? We come down to USSR with one oh, and what's nice funny. about their number? It's not going to change. It's there. No. it's stuck. It's, it's stuck like a broken record. It's like it's right there because yeah. we don't have the USSR anymore. So well, I think one of the things that uh, when uh, back in the eighties, when Ronald Reagan was president, and he was able during his presidency to have the breakup of the USSR into other countries, primarily the large one being Russia. What we've got is we say in Russia, by the way, you've got to go back to zero. You are not going to give you any credit for those other medals that you got. Sorry about that. This is part of the negotiations. It gives us a chance to make sure that you do not go beyond the U.S. in the number of medals, or at least it's going to be difficult, not in our lifetime, needless to say. They're cheating. That's cheating. That's cheating. That's cheating. It's all part of the game. It's legalized cheating. Wow. Okay, well, if Ronald Reagan does it, I guess it's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of the things he can, you know, it's part of his presidency. It's, it's part of his heritage. When we look wow. upon this president, it'll just be another shining light. It'll be make his armor brighter. It's all good. Okay. okay. So now the thing is that, you know, these athletes are primarily amateur. Now, we could talk about the goofball thing that happens with hockey where they sometimes have professionals, sometimes they don't. And, of course, we know that certain countries, uh, which have been broken up and will remain nameless, probably stick a bunch of professional athletes in their in their whole group. That the USSR. To, well, yeah, you know, maybe even Russia continues it. I'm going to be nice. I don't know. For well, sure. I don't care. So, Everybody does it now. You know, there's there's a there's a few bucks to be made, but you know, it's not like you can parlay this into a sport that's going to make a lot of money. Even the ice capades that we remember as a kid with these figure skaters, it's gone bankrupt. 
Yep. So well, what are these poor skaters supposed to do? Well, some of the more well, the well-known ones, the Scott Hamiltons, uh, you know, they've been able to uh, have their own ice shows and rake in the bucks. Yeah, and yeah. So he's, we got Scott. He's Scott rich. Hamilton's. <clears throat> he is rich. He's worth $25 million. And Net worth. Scott, he's had his health challenges. He's actually doing the commentary uh, for the Olympics this year. A little guy. He's only like five foot four. They, he's been challenged, health challenged. He's been height challenged. Uh, yeah, here's wow. a guy that uh, he's actually had brain cancer and testicular cancer. So that means he's he's got one more stone than you do. Uh, just to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Since uh, you brought it up already, I'm just kind of yeah, continuing. Yeah, hey, you're, you're just hopping on the train. Hop, hop on that train. <laughs> yeah, oh, I own cocaine. We should let him know that just to kind of make him feel good. I make He's everyone actually, feel good. I make you, everyone with balls feel good. Let's face it. You know, we should not. Uh, we should be very. Uh, Respectful of Scott because he's still, even in recent years, has had a, a variety of times where that because when you have brain cancer, even though when it's benign, it has a, it does have a, uh, a way of making its way back. And uh, the good news for yep. Scott is that yep. the tumors have been non malignant that have come back even in the most recent years. And there he, he was up there doing the commentating. And I thought, yeah, the, good, yeah they're good to see Scott. Good to see him. They're very, they're very hard to remove without damaging yep. the brain. So yeah, that's a yeah, real thing. Yeah. And even a tumor, if it's not malignant, increased pressure and all kinds of stuff. So pressure on the yeah, brain is bad. Just, we're going we're gonna to talk brain damage when we get down to the, the movie, if you don't mind. Oh, thank Hold goodness. That, that thought. Uh, ooh, ooh. But, you know, being, being an old timer, I, I think about when I was a kid and the, the, the one skater, the most popular that I remember, Sonia Henning, who, uh, Norway, who mm-hmm. this, this lady... When you know, sometimes you talk about number of medals. This the, this lady was in three different Olympics at the age of fifteen. She makes her Olympic debut in 1928. She then wins the skating, the figure skating championships in both 1928, 32, 36. She then parlays that into a great career. She's a ten-time world champion. Very savvy woman who was able to have her own ice shows, and then go to Hollywood and have a movie career. And although, I mean, this chick was, well, I wouldn't call her what you call a real looker. but She's she not a classic nice... beauty. Let's be no. polite. She's not a classic Fuck. beauty, but that's okay. I'm sorry, I sh- I'm getting myself in so much trouble here. Yeah, I, at least you didn't it's say so she easy. looked like a man. Yeah, I, I could have done worse. And you know what? You could have said the that. Long, uh, having the long distance shots in the movies with her skating, that, that was good. That'll work. That was the good part. That was very, very good. Boy, it never worked today, though. No, My God. Wouldn't. No, no they, I mean, they're right on these, these people oh, when they're skating. Geez. I mean, I, I, and the I skaters can't. are on each other, too. They're all over my cheap suits. But look, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. I just want to finish up with Sonia Henning, that this yeah. lady, to show you how business savvy she was, what she did when her country back in the 40s, early 40s, was getting run over by the Nazis, she decided that she didn't want her house to be destroyed like all the other ones. So you know what she did? She, she gave it to him and took off. No, she put an autographed picture of Adolf Hitler on her piano, and they didn't touch anything. Really? Yeah. Such a, Boy, this is she's smart. smart. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, you know, I, I take... Yeah, I mean, that's... that's really I'm impressed. Yeah. So, she, she had her... She knows what she's doing. So, yeah. as we look 
at some of the high low points of, of and I know you, you we actually we do as all, although we don't actively uh, watch this there are things you just you know just stand out and I do believe that you know we've got some of the famous skaters uh part of it Dorothy Hamill the Peggy Fleming I put Carol Heiss in there from 1960 only because she was in a, a Three Stooges a, a Stooge movie and I thought yeah. you know what that probably is the highlight of her post Olympic career being in a movie with the Stooges and I oh yeah, for for you and I, that is high praise, high praise. Yeah, indeed. I mean, we're, li- uh, we're we're willing to overlook all kinds of other things because of that. You know, the fact is that if these skaters are able to, you know, put a become a, a, a get on Disney on Ice and become Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or Goofy or whatever, this is accomplishment that they that they can do. You know, so it, it, it can all be good. Oh yeah. So um, and and you know I think the low point as we take a look at the the U.S. Um, you know it's the, the time they 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 got caught. It, actually, it's kind of embarrassing when you're beating up on your own teammate. As Tanya yeah, Dor- uh, was that they, T- Tanya? Yeah, Tanya ended up uh, uh, beating up on Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, actually, she <sighs> delegated that responsibility to her uh, her gangster brother uh, uh, boyfriend named uh, Jeff Kahuli. Kahuli. I remember that. Hooligan. 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 Uh, yeah, Jeff yeah. Hooligan. The hooligans were named after his family. Yeah. Right? So you know, they tried to, you know, they they weren't going to kill her. All they wanted to do was, you know, let's just let's work Cripplers. on her legs. That's what she needs. Let's just kind of give her a little, you know, a, a slap on her knee with a with a hammer, and, uh, and just take her out. Uh, Boy, that's so rough. Give our, yeah. So that that I, I consider one of the low points. Uh, it, it but it did make the Olympics interesting for some people. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily point out that crowd. That but, would be uh, me. Oh dear, yeah, you're right. It would be, yeah, it would Ooh. be. But I think as we, uh, you know, when we talk about the highlight, I don't think we can. When we speak about the miracle on ice in 1980, <sighs> I don't think we can we can cut anything that was in, more incredible than that for the U.S. I agree. Um, that I agree with. And you probably, uh, even though it didn't have a lot of fights in it, um, you know, the the U.S. hockey team, all amateurs. While we know that the that some of these other countries had professional thugs as skaters, um, and but we're no, able to no, survive it, that. It was a, it was a fantastic movie. If you've never seen The Miracle, I strongly recommend you watch it. And it's good for so many different reasons. Although there aren't enough fights in it for my taste, there was a lot of vomiting. So that's almost yeah. as good because uh, these guys were they would do these sprints. They would make them one end of the ice to the other over and over and over and over and over, and they'd be barfing and stuff, which is kind of cool on the ice because it freezes and, you know, you're not going to have a bad smell problem. You can just let it freeze and just chip it right off of the bam. The, Z- the Zamboni can just pick that up. So, you know, it's what? no when harm, it no fault. When it comes to describing this effort that this mm-hmm. this team had, it, I can only describe it with two words. Balls out. What? They, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh man. No, no, no. Let me correct that. Balls in. Because if they were out, they yeah. wouldn't have been able to do this. I can yeah, tell you, right. I got zero oh, muscles. So, but U.S. Anyways, hockey team, 1980. No, it was uh, it was beautiful. It, it was, uh, and the movie is about more than just hockey. The performances are incredible. They have real players and stuff in it, and it's as good as Hoosiers. And you know how John and I feel about Hoosiers. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's as good as that because it's about the melees of the country that that it was going through. Carter gave this incredibly terrible speech that depressed the fuck out of everybody. And then these guys, that was part of the ramp up. You know, the guy, their coach 
was like, I'll be damned if I'm going to let, you know, this stand, this bullshit with Carter. We're going we're gonna to show him. And beating Russia was an unbelievable feat. I mean, it was, I mean, you just got to watch the movie to understand the odds. And of course, as John pointed out to me when we were talking about this before, this was not the end point of their, their Olympic run because they had to get by Russia to get to the finals and actually go against Norway, was it, John? Finland, actually. You know Finland. what? You could, you know what? Good if you're, if you like to partake of beverages, you can probably, uh, Use that as a question and uh, to trivia and win some money. I think everybody remembers Ooh. Russian, and, but nobody remembers Finland. So I kind of true. Like that. Yeah. So yeah. We, okay. we, what we enough what of the miracle. We've enough of miracle. It was an incredible time. I think we're able to ride that uh, in terms of our interest as a country in the Olympics for several years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I know the U.S. is not in the going for the gold in respect to this year. Uh, yeah, let's well. talk about this year. <clears throat> yeah, you know, the contemporary Olympics, as we take a look at them, what's happening now, the landscape has changed dramatically. Uh-huh. Since 1994, we've got 18 new events that have been added, including seven women events. So one of the things that, that's been very good is that we've added women events that, and of course, I, I think we know what drives these changes. Is it the fact Cheating. That, well, these... Cheating, money, uh, notoriety. In other words, I, I think that wanting to win harder, more often, it plays a game. It's as we've talked about before, is you unravel this whole thing called sports. Mm-hmm. Underneath everything is a big dollar sign. That's what yeah, well, that's you know, they, they've added, they've added events and sports and shit that, you know, we have an advantage in. The United States have an advantage in. That's, well, that's their the way key. to start getting more gold. Gold, you know, the, that, the that's way how to do it that, is right? if, if, if you, if you can't win with the current rules, what you do is you change them. You change them yeah. so that you can win. Yeah. It's sort of like yeah. a card game that what you do is you say, well, you can't win at this card game. Well, let's change the rules of it. And we're going to change the rules every week so that you can never keep up with the rules we're changing. So you're at a severe disadvantage. So change yeah. the rules, keep things moving and keep one step ahead of the rules. And that's the way the U.S. has been mm-hmm. able to do it. And what, mm-hmm. and, and on the other side of it with the money is they've incorporated events, what I call extreme sports. Uh, if you hear the word X games, uh, that of course is a shortened version of extreme sports games. And they've incorporated mm-hmm. that into the Olympics so that right now of those sports, those 19, 18 new events, we got five new freestyle skiing. So rather than just going down a slope, uh, you know, go, going beyond and twisting around some flags, We've got these things called slope style, which is a way in which what you do is you come down and then go on a ledge, you'll go on, just keep on bouncing around until you end up bouncing on your ass. Because what we're looking for here is to make these events more dangerous, which allows more crashes, more accidents, and accidents lead to fractures, and fractures lead to, you know, wheelchairs or whatever. We, you kind all of good, all good television, all good television. <laughs> yes. That's the point is it looks good when someone is down. Uh, if you can get a, like Joe Theismann when he got his leg broken, oh, they were all over that. Yeah, where, you know, where they can say on bone sticking out. Where yeah. they say, viewers, uh, if you're squeamish, do not watch this next five minutes. We'll give you five minutes, and of course, they're giving you five minutes to call all your friends and neighbors. So you that's can, what that is. Be ready. That's all that five minutes. Different. And also, let, let's also there. You know, uh, death. Someone could die. Yeah, we're we're. <clears throat> there's a couple of these fantastic for clearly. TV. 
Yeah. So we yeah. got uh, five freestyle skiing events, which includes the half-pipe <clears throat> aerials and all that wonderful Ooh. stuff. You woke me up. Don't do that again. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I was, we got yeah. snowboarding. You know, snowboarding is probably, it's harder to do than skiing. And it's, that means that <laughs> we're more likely to make mistakes, more difficult. We're going to fall. And of course, hit a tree, falling, whatever. We can fall, can eventually lead, it can be fatal. Yeah. So we got these, and we got these things called half pipe. Uh, that's basically like, just think about a pipe that you cut in half, and all of a sudden Ooh. it's a large one where you can go up and down. It's like a trough. And you just oh, okay, you're cutting it that way. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. I Not, see. Yeah, cutting. I was thinking cutting about my it. own pipe. Oh, God. Mm. That's a sad can thought. You, yeah, I, I think I'm, hold, uh, go ahead, John. I'm going to have to go off mic here for a minute. Hey, go ahead. Snowboarding is a, uh, an event that, ha- within that is something called cross. And cross is really good because what you do is you skate and you kind of do a crisscross with skaters. And when you crisscross skaters, guess what you can do? You can collide. Oh. And guess what? More accidents. Yep. So we've got that as an event. We got the Maybe even a head injury. Head injuries, uh, broken bones, mm-hmm. it's all there. It's all for the, mm. for the happening. And the, and here's an event that doesn't make any sense to me. We got bobsled. And the yeah. bobsled, it's a good event. You know, you got these four guys who jump into a. Oh, yeah. I love that. And they go down. And That's they the only thing I like. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of reminds me as a kid when we used to go on yeah. the bobs at the Highlands. So, yeah. you know, it's something that we can relate to. Like the good Absolutely. old days. So what do they do? They end up saying, you know what? We've got to have a special sport. It's not going to be called, it's not going to be part of the bobsled sports. We're going to have a separate one called the skeleton. Now, the skeleton, yeah. you know, when you have the bobs, what you do is you basically jump in it and feet first. Well, right. you know, you're going to get a few, you can get a few leg injuries, but let's make it more interesting. Let's call it the skeleton and you have to go head first in, in the, in the <sighs> with one or two people. So that way, if we have a cash, a crash. Wait, 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 wait. There are two people going face first? Oh, I think it's Is someone's one. face in someone's ass or is someone's oh, pelvis in someone's what? ass? Let me tell you right now. I think I, here's, here is just probably one of many points in this discussion, which I have demonstrated my ignorance because I do believe, and I can be corrected like I could for the rest of this dance show and all that we've said so far. I think it's only maybe one person. So let's not get too kinky here, okay? I'm just, One I can't person. get this picture out of my mind that yeah, they, know, these I... two guys are, are, are in this damn thing. <laughs> and so this guy's got his head between the other guy's legs. And they hit something. The guy's had a permanent brain damage and the other guy's head goes up the other guy's ass. I mean, yeah, he, he, his, his ass saves him. Oh, saves yeah. the second guy. He's fine, but he's got shit oh. in his ears. Hey, look. Oh, We're looking for, hey, save that thought. Oh, I gotta We're settle down. I gotta settle down. I gotta settle We're down. Looking for improvement. The games. Okay. All right. Just all right. Hit upon one. Like, that's what's so good about our discussions. We can actually, out of it, we yeah. can evolve. Yeah. We don't have these improvements before we mm. start the conversation. No, they we evolve don't. Evolve through discussion. Yeah. And you're hearing oh, it live. Dear. You're hearing it live. Yeah. This is not rehearsed. That's the key. And yeah. of course, we've got out of these 18 that I started out with a long time ago discussing the new events since 1994. We've also, so we got five freestyle, five snowboarding, <sighs> two skeleton. And, of course, we've added a couple more women events because, you know, the fact is that injuries are good, but some people just get more pleasure out of seeing women get injured than they do men. I'm not oh, in that yeah. category, by the way. No, Don't me, me not there. me. I enjoy watching the women because they're beautiful. 
they're nice looking. You when you're watching, mm, even healthy. when you're watching hockey, and you can see, you know, their 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 nice blonde hair coming out of the helmet. Mm-hmm. Nice, it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I like. Also, the blood shows up new. better on on the blonde hair if there's a fight and the woman gets punched in the face and she's starting spouting blood. That's going to look good on blonde hair. Gloves off. I can't take it. I'm sorry. Too much oh, gloves off for you. I'm getting excited about the movie yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we're good. Let's go on. Sorry. sorry. So, why do we have these new events? I think we figured it out. It's the risk of serious injury. More and in events. order to win. Yeah, winning, uh, greater risk results in greater TV, viewership, more sponsorship. Do you feel, do you hear the, the, the cash register? Cha-ching, yep. cha-ching. But cha-ching. obviously the most important thing is to change the rules, put new events in that U.S. is familiar with, and so they can win more medals. And you know what? It's been successful. It's yeah. successful up to the point that the U.S. up to this year has always, you know, for the last maybe four or five Olympics, has been able to be second or better in terms of total medal count. Now, the bad news is things are looking a little bleak as we come to the end of the 2018 Olympics. You know, mm. some of the viewers like me are, you know, cheering that it's over with. But when we look yeah. at the end result, the fact is that U.S. is probably going to finish like fourth or fifth. So what we've got to do is we've got to do something to make more events that we can win, spice up the events we've got, uh, make them, uh, you know, a little more daring because it's got a lot. It's a win-win. More money and more medals. And that's the, yes. that's what the U.S. is all about. More, more money and more medals and not necessarily in that order. So what right. we got to do is we've got to come up with some ideas that we feel because this, we know that our podcast, what we come up with, the end result is not just spouting problems, but no. coming up with Solutions. 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 Are we yeah. ready with solutions? Oh, man. Well, yeah. one of the things we need to think about with figure skating is, is the, the, the fact is that what we can do with this event is it's, it's going the right direction. It's got, we used to do what we call the kiss hug. Uh, you know, the, what you do is you have the kiss hug winner, you have the cry hug loser. So in other words, these, uh, figure skaters, when they have men and women t- together, um, what we do is we see them embrace each other afterwards. Well, what we need to do is we need to have them embracing and more subject, subject, subject. You get the idea. In other words, Suggest, closer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suggestive, suggestive, ways, suggestive ways, yeah. Ways. Uh, I like that during I the skating. But John, and get points these for these are. Oh well, they should get acting points for it because aren't most of the men more interested in other men than they are in women? Yeah, and the other thing is... We've and aren't they brothers bro- and sisters we, sometimes? we got the brother-sister thing going here, too. Oh, so muscle incest. It, well, that'll know, get viewership like, up. I was watching the current Olympics, and I and somebody said to me, I said, gee, you, you, you take, you'd have to have a crowbar to pry those damn uh, you know, figure skaters <laughs> apart. And he, and he said to me, and I said, boy, that's awful suggestive. He says, yeah, you know, quite often it's brother-sister. And I said, so I said, well, let me know when that comes on. That's what I'll watch. And you know what? See? See? My taste in the Olympics, I figure it's just about like everybody else. So yeah. let's think about these things and work on getting okay. these plays. If we can get these skaters closer, let's do it. Okay. So I, think I, I agree. Course, I'm not going to argue. Hey, you know, when we think about, just think about this. You know, let's just try to take another event that's taken place. And when we think about what's happened in the Super Bowl in, in, at halftime, what, what comes to mind? Is it a certain... Uh, is it a certain entertainer? No, it's the equipment malfunction. 
that took place. It's true. It's true. Janet Jackson. Will we ever forget that? Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that was that was the highlight of the whole of the whole event. It wasn't the, it wasn't the damn football before and after. It was the tit. It, yeah, it oh. was that little exposure. It's that little tea. I should have said breast or or boob. Tits considered impolite, I guess. It could be. It could be taken that way. We're from the oh. farm, though, so we were raised with yeah, teats. Yeah, well, right? teat. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a natural, people. natural. Um, the thing Anyways. is that we've already taken a. A, a small step in that direction this this year. I don't oh. even remember the name, oh. but there was a there was a um, a French uh, figure skater who had an equip, equipment malfunction, and she basically had a modest amount of exposure. She's kind of modest in a lot of ways, uh, but it was okay. <laughs> I mean, you got to start somewhere with this. nothing got exposed. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> nothing, to, nothing to see here. Yeah, well, let's yeah. one of those. But she did an incredible job. I think part of it lies in the fact of the slight amount of exposure. But then ah. watching the fact of the modesty that takes place and the ability to overcome and yeah. hang on to that uh, uh, apparel that you have on and continue to, to gracefully skate. So put well, all yeah. these pieces together. I, yeah, what we need yeah. is we need more. It, it, it's not necessarily exposure. It's the recovery. It's the whole True. experience. True. Yeah. We need more of it. I don't know how it gets in there, but we just oh. need more of it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, you're a little weak on implementation, there, brother. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're right, none, nonetheless. I think that's a good call. Is it my turn yet to uh, get well, something out here? Well, let's talk. Yeah. First thing is, I want to get your. I can hardly wait because I don't have any idea what you're going to say, and I'm kind of mm. worried about that. Of what you're going to offer us as some means of improving the Olympics, and it's all yours. Go for it. Go for the gusto. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I've got two things, and one of them is severely politically incorrect. You, you still, I don't think you have two things, do you? Oh, that, yeah, that's do. another go-go. I'm sorry. Go oh, go. he went there. He went there. <laughs> Unique humor. Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah, pick on the poor brother. All right. So, by the way, your, your colleagues at work are already pissed at you uh, for the way you treat me, so just keep it up. Yeah. Just keep it up. Yeah. Oh, and the other shout out I didn't get to do. Speaking of your work, Anya Klaus, who you work with, who I love. Yeah, Anya. She wrote an incredible article uh, on their website, humansandnature, and dot com. Isn't it, or is it dot org? Dot org. Dot org. Yeah. Dot org. uh, Go there, Anya. She's incredible. Wrote this amazing, amazing article. Uh, It covers a lot of stuff, but mostly, you know, it's just unbelievable prose. Uh, I mean, for something that is eco-oriented, you know, and a right. fair amount of some science stuff and everything and all that, she, it was really, oh man, it was like poetry, the best prose you'll read, like Hemingway. It was all good. And yeah, so, big shout out. So, you got lady, some big co-workers. I, I, she just got back from Thailand and I'm looking forward to discussing it with her uh, and finding out what yeah. she's going to end up doing later on. You can find that at the Center for Humans and Nature website if you kind of work your way through it, through the journal, to the article. You can read yeah. our most recent issue and, and read Anya's article. I totally recommend it. Totally off the subject, but I'm glad you mentioned it. Hey, hey, I had to mention it because I'm I'm really I'm really excited about her stuff. And also, the other reason I did that was because the stuff I'm about to say is going to offend everybody at your place of work. So, you know. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. So you know, uh, you were talking to me. Uh, I think it was yesterday. They're doing these events where you uh, kind of evil can evil kind of events where they ski over. I think that we need more evil in our 
in our Knievel, yeah, more evil oh, in Knievel, our Knievel. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you know, barrel jumping is the obvious thing everyone thinks about. But you know, what's going to happen if you don't make it over that last barrel? Well, you're probably going to land on your butt. There's a possible you know, tailbone injury and stuff like that, you're probably going to still be able to use your legs pretty much. But, you know, what if those were human beings under you and you land on another human being? That would be much more exciting. And so, yeah, it would be. So I'm thinking, you know, there's a lot of dwarves who are out of work, frankly, and we could just stack up a bunch of dwarves and you can jump over them. Because I know people toss dwarves. That's like a, that's a whole sport that is very underground, very black market, but it is done. And so I think this is more humane than that. Uh, Most of the dwarves are not going to get hurt at all. So that would be an interesting event. It's really, it would be very controversial, would get people to watch it. A lot of people would march and activate against it. So I think this is all, all good. And it probably only lasts one time and then, you know, the outrage would be so incredible that, you know, whatever. Hey, but I was thinking of I've something we could do with too. the dwarves. How about the, I want to cross my fingers. Remind me to get back to the dwarves. I think we got okay. some possibilities there. But let's continue oh, on with the okay. second item. All right. My second item is the obvious one. And is I know this is something everyone's been thinking about, and that's curling. Curling oh. is an extremely exciting sport, but it's uh, more of a mental game. So what can you do to improve curling, which, by the way, has probably got a pretty good viewership. It's very relaxing to watch. Uh, there's guys, like, sweeping in front of the, uh, the stone that they're tossing around. And this, is, this looks like something that was done, you know, in a Paleolithic uh, era or something, you know. And it really speaks to the primitive person in all of us. But I think the one thing that really improved this would be hallucinogens. Don't you think, John? Yeah, and you're talking about something here. Keep going. I'm I'm interested. Okay, so you were talking about South America. So I was thinking, you know, they got these great uh, tribes in in the uh, Amazon and and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, these guys do this thing called ayusca, which they it's a highly uh, uh, hallucinogenic powder. It's it's the chemical DMT, and they take a long tube, and one guy. Uh, it's loaded with this powder, and he blows it really hard, and the other guy at the other end's got it in front of his nose, and he inhales, and bam! You know, instant uh, tripping. So Ooh. I would say, you know, th- that way we could evolve some of the Southern Hemisphere like we're talking about. We get these guys who are doing the curling to really trip out, and then afterwards, you know, the interview would really be the good part, is what the, what was that like when you were, you remember that last bit there where, the stone was coming down there, and and so the guy who's on the other end of that broom, he's like, oh, you know, he's sweeping stars, or who knows what's going on there. We want to know. We want to know. We want to hear about it, that. I, I think it has more potential. I really do. I really... Okay. Um, but I, I'm going to okay. kind of keep my... Uh, I got one suggestion with respect to the uh, with respect to the dwarves. Uh, we know dwarves mm-hmm. tossing used to be a popular sport, particularly here in Chicago. It, it's very sad we no longer do it, because all we've done is Put a lot of dwarfs out of uh, out of a job. Out of work, we have yeah. A high, higher number of unemployed dwarfs, so we don't want that. Well, that's so a national what, crisis. It's bad. So here's what mm. we do. Let's think about a summer Olympic event that we can then incorporate into the winter. And what I would like to do is, you remember the mm. hammer throw, toss where the guys would take that and swirl around and then let go and 
it would land. Well, what we do, oh. we do it with dwarves on ice. And so we have it what? so that they, we get dwarfs. We then do them, we twist and twirl, you know, guys just go around and let go of the dwarf on ice and see how far it can go. Oh, okay, I see. You're talking like a horizontal circle, not a vertical Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh go I around and see I, how... I don't want us to hurt these dwarfs that much, you know, by rolling them down a hill or off a cliff. Okay. Let's keep this right. humane. Um, and so, hmm. you know, we can, hey, look, somebody's going to say, well, I like it. Good, I like hurt. it. Well, let's just give them a little more. Yeah, plus, I was thinking of the likely. possibility of injury. Yeah, the possibility yeah, of injury. What there. we'll do is we're, we're humane here. We can, oh. we can put, you know, outfits on them, you know, like we do with goalies for hockey, you know, pat oh. them up, and that okay. way they won't get hurt. So, yeah, okay. I think that that's a possibility. I think the obvious Good. one is the gap skiing where we do the evil Knievel. And what we need is we just need to have gears like, uh, you know, be able to go over canyons, sort of like what I call sort of the Grand Canyon effect. Yeah. And so what the, the result is, is, uh, you win by, Basically, the number of uh, feet that you're you were able to fly through the air on your skis, and wow. form has nothing to do with it. It's where you land, whether your face lands first, your feet land first. Well, if if you happen to get lucky and you don't stumble, fall, and you don't wreck, uh, you're not going to gain credit for that. That that has nothing to do. With it. It has no to do credit. With how far you can go, and of course, we got to make it more dangerous so you just barely get across the gap. Oh, cool. question, so, question, John. Uh, extra points for getting damaged when you get there? Well, you know what? I, I don't. I, I don't want to make this fatalistic, so I'm going to cut oh, okay. that out of it. All right. Uh, I should. Yeah, how, you're let, right. You know what we got to do is we got we got to put our toe into the water here. Let's not jump in head. Yeah, one step at a time, so, right? Time. So we'll see how it works out. If we need to have a little more excitement to it, and we need to have that incentive in order to get, you know, more participation. And I can't, I can't, I, yeah, I can't believe we just talked 45 minutes about the Winter Olympics. Oh, that's scary. Did well, we really I, I, do yeah, that? We did. did. Well, yeah. And well, so I'll tell you right now, let's conclude by the fact that we've got some ideas, more dangerous events, and I just want to comment on and drugs. a couple of, yeah, the couple, let's talk about the highlights of the current Olympics as we finish. I think the, there, there's a, a really feel good story, and then we can give kind of a chuckle chuckle story. And the feel good story, is an amazing story about a Czech snowboarder who at the last minute, one of her teammates decided she wasn't going to ski down a slope, the Super G. So what they all of a sudden said, look, look, I, I, I'm not for this skiing. Here, I'm out. And all of a sudden there's a wow. vacancy in, in, on the team, the Czech team. So what they do is this, this woman, uh, her name is, and it's kind of Esther. Me, Esther. Lede yeah, Esther Ledeka. 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 Let, yeah, that's, I'm giving it my best shot. Uh, that, that's good. This, I think you got it. This this lady who has minimal, I mean, if she's done skiing events, she's not even near the top. She takes over not only the place uh, she substitutes, but she also doesn't have skis to participate in the event. So she's a snowboarder, right? She's a snowboarder, so she's got to borrow skis from one of her teammates, participate ah. in this sport. And ends up winning a gold in the Super G uh, skiing. That's a slalom race where you go downhill. And it's like I love it. when she finished it and did this miracle run down the on, on the snow, she was so amazed that she was able to do it. She looked up at the board and saw she had the best the best time. And her thoughts were, they got to change it. It can't be true. They, 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 wow. That's the wrong time up there. They're going to they're gonna find out they made a mistake. 
but they didn't. Wow. So it's I I that's the feel good story. So she wins the Super G skiing gold, and that's a really good one. Now the chuckle story is the fact that we've got some problems. We got some performance enhancing drugs being used in one of the Olympic events. And which one do you think it is? You believe it? Curling. Curling. It's like we're gonna. What do we have yeah. to do? Spice up. My curling? suggestion. Yeah, my suggestion was prescient. I believe. Yeah, it's exactly so true. I mean, what you did is you took you took a lemon and made lemonade out of it. You yep. took the idea of let's face it, if this event is something we need to kind of jumpstart a little bit, and yep. we've got to make it, uh, we, we've got we got to make it so these people are a little more challenged. And you've done it, and I do appreciate yep. that. I think it's I okay. think our solutions and what we've come up with. I think I, I look forward to the, uh, the the next Olympics, the 2022 Winter Olympics, uh, so I can get a little more snooze time in. Uh, but I think maybe less snooze time only because of our suggestions. Yeah, we will watch for those suggestions. Because, oh. let's face it, people steal a lot of our ideas. <sighs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the movie. Yeah, you know what? I, I left it what? to the producer. God, I, you know what? I can only... I, I'm, a, I'm a good guy. I, I believe in democracy here when it comes what? to our content. I don't want to hog it and uh, basically clutter our content with strictly things I'm interested in. So what I did is I decided to give a little bit of leeway to our producer in terms of the movie we were going to look today. At the He's day. referring to so, me. He's referring to me, by we the have, way. We have so many good choices. And what do I do? I, I, I have that weak, weak moment where I say, you know what? Could you pick the movie, please? And boy, You already had that. a movie, oh. though. You already Slapshot, had a movie. was it? And then I realized last night as I was looking at this, I said, we missed it. The Tonya Harding movie. Is Hi, out Tanya. and it's up for three. Uh, Tanya Harding movie is out. Yeah, and it's yeah. got three. Uh, it's up for three Academy Awards. It's a natural. It's connected to the Olympics, but we kind of stretched a little bit in terms of the of, of the movie and decided to go with ice hockey, not Olympic necessarily, really, but professional. And a producer, would you care to? Uh, yeah. Now I should point out, John, if we were if we were de- if I was a decent human being, I would have chart- uh, chosen the miracle. Because it's a movie I really like, and it's inspiring. Yeah. But no, so, no. In other words, chose... this is a compromise. This is a compromise. No, what happened? No, this it's not a compromise. It's it's a bad choice, and I'm proud of it. God. Goon, here you, Goon you, is here, our movie. Goon is the movie, and here you say, uh, "I'm afraid we made a poor choice." And I was waiting for you to say, "I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry that." No, I I'm not sorry. And what you're telling me is sorry. you're proud of it. Like, I'm very oh, proud of this movie. I was already, I you, you set me up. I was I'm waiting sorry. for an apology, and what do I get? No. You flaunt it in my face. I, I am. Because Christ. here's the thing. Let me talk a little about this movie, John. Now, I, 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 wrote, I read your write-up of the plot here, and I have to say, that is totally wrong. <laughs> totally wrong. And you did this to be inflammatory, I know. You wanted to get me worked up. And it, yeah. And you know what? You know, I knew, this, I knew what I wrote down for our, our notes. I, I wrote this yeah. down. I try to be concise yeah. and uh, a little edgy, uh, and also trying to, you know, kind of poke the bear. <laughs> yeah, you're poking this bear. <laughs> Wrong. Oh, your whole know, write-up hey, should be discarded. Whatever I wrote will never make the show. I understand. That's fine. okay. It was it was there to fuel your fire. That's all it was. That's all it was. Uh, here's big <laughs> overview. Here's the great thing about Goon. Now, ostensibly, you would. You would watch this movie or or even read reviews of this movie and totally not watch it because of them. Because 
there's an extreme amount of, well, some people say there's an extreme amount of violence in it. Okay, you may say that just because someone gets punched in the face and massive amounts of blood fly out of their mouth and land on the ice and it's shown graphically doesn't mean there's a lot of violence. Yeah, slow motion coming out, yeah. The tooth coming out was beautiful. See, what you have to really get your head around, and in order to enjoy this movie, watch it like you would watch Raging Bull. Raging mm. Bull's a classic. Everybody loves Raging Bull. And it's the same basic movie. It's the story of a guy who can suddenly develop a lot of rage and fight really well on the, the, the ice. And this is a guy who is not very smart, but he's surprisingly wise and endearing. And, you know, he's part of a family. He's one of two kids who were adopted by a Jewish doctor and his wife. And uh, one of the kids that got adopted became a doctor. The other one became a bouncer in a club. So, you know, he's not feeling quite like he measures up, but... You know, just to kind of even things out a little bit, the doctor's son, the other one who isn't a bouncer, he is a doctor, but he's also flamboyantly gay. So, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. And you'll notice throughout the movie, good old Dougie, the, the dimmer brother, really stands up for his brother. And that was what got him uh, on the ice, is one of the hockey players in the penalty box started insulting gay people, and Doug went ballistic and started shouting back at him. You know, and then the guy says, you want some of this? And boy, the guy came up and Dougie just beat the shit out of him. And the way they film these things and the way they do it is very much like uh, 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 the, the De Niro movie, you know, Raging Bull, uh, about Jake LaMotta. Very much like it. They, it, you know, you could almost put it to music, kind of like that opening scene in Raging Bull, you know, where it's where you're, they're playing this beautiful music as he's beating the shit out of his opponents. And there's a beauty. And and a timing and a rhythm and these the people who did this movie did it perfect. There's just something unbelievably cool about how artistically and how perfectly these people fight on the ice. I'll give you an example. The star, the star uh, of the show is this Dougie guy, but the real star of the show is Lee Schreiber, who's a big time actor, and this guy is incredible. I mean, you if you've seen him, you know he's incredible. I don't have to tell you, but he is a thug. He is a goon. He is a fighter. That's all he does on the ice. He can hardly play hockey. Uh, and so his whole job is to provoke other players on the other team to fight him. And I've never seen anything like it. They got it so when these guys want to fight and one, and Lee Schreiber puts down his gloves, you know, takes them off, he doesn't, like, pull them off. He just throws his hands down and they are on the ice. And his timing and all that stuff, just perfect. It's like art. It's so beautiful. And yeah, sure. There's a dark comedic element to this movie, but it works. I think, yeah, I think the key for me to watch it is that you got the it, what I call it it's concisely is it's a Canadian sports black comedy film about hockey. The comedy is black about Canadians is too. Canadians it's about Canadians is, too, which are very it, funny. The, yeah, the thing is that the thing is just uh, has a bunch of Canadians in terms of actors, locations, settings, accents, director. Yeah, it's all there. The accent, Oot. I mean. Um, and it's Not kind just of that, John. I think, this got me thinking. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know uh -oh, what you're thinking. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah, that's always a problem. But here's the thing I was thinking. Why is hockey so violent? 
Why does it have such a violent history and even presently violent? Canadians. Mm. Canadians are really polite. They're really genteel kind of people. And uh, so, but you know what? Something's getting bottled up inside of them. Mm, It's grinding away at them, but they're still going to be polite. You know, you can't even tell if a Canadian's drunk. They're so polite. So what happens? Hockey. That's what happens. They vicariously get their rage out watching these guys pummel each other. The more blood, the better. There it is. I'm I'm going to give you, you know, up to this point, I have not mentioned a certain sport. And what you've just described gives me a chance to interject that sport. The fact is Mm -hmm. that the most Mm -hmm. polite baseball fans I've ever seen, visitors to Wrigley Field, all are on one, are all from one city, Toronto. They are so polite. I was talking to somebody in customer service at Wrigley. Some poor uh, Toronto fan was basically hosed in terms of their seats or something was wrong. And she, he said, I can't believe it. They, they were just so politely asking questions and what could be done. They, they didn't go in a rage. And I think you're absolutely right. They have this outlet called hockey, which, mm-hmm. you know what? We all ought to think about this. We all ought to come up with ways that we can vent in, in a mm-hmm. positive way so that we are kinder to fellow, fellow human beings. I totally I, agree with that, John. Okay. I totally agree with that. Really good. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be able to get rid of violence, you know, because it'll just pop up somewhere else. It's like a boil, you know, mm-hmm. and people can say it's terrible and all that stuff, but people get their shit out doing that. It's in, yeah, I don't like to see human beings damage, damage each other or stuff like that. But I mean, it, it, this, uh, this has been going on for thousands of years. I don't, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. We're just going to find another way to do it. But oh boy. anyway. Yeah. So, you know, uh, this movie, it's it's amazing. I I appreciate the way you've described it. I I can I can offer nothing better. I think you've done an incredible job. It it might have piqued somebody's interest, but it's what I call a believe it or not film. Because because it's based it, on truth. It's truth. It's based on truth. And it's based on a, a minor league hockey player where uh you you'll be watching this movie and say, "Well, it, it does go slightly it it takes it to an extreme." Oh, it cases it does. It does. But the fact is, what's amazing about this is more how it is closer to the truth than we would believe. Even the and name, I read Doug. It, it, yeah. Doug, it, yeah. And we've got a guy Doug named Smith. Doug. Doug, uh, Doug Smith is the real guy. As Doug, Doug Glatt is the uh, character <laughs> name in the movie. Uh, Eugene Levy like plays his dad, by the way. <laughs> Eugene Levy. Always good. Yeah. Always a good watch. So... <laughs> We've got a true story, but in addition to the yeah. fact that if you read through like the wiki notes, the incidents which you say are over the edge in it, you could go and take and whether in minor league hockey or NHL hockey, you could actually point out some some incident that took place that they basically copied and used in the movie. So yes. when the guy basically when when a when a hockey player comes from behind another and doesn't just high stick, he high sticks with a swing and hits a hockey player and injures him to the extent that he's out for months. You'll say, well, that would never happen in, the, in real hockey. Oh, it happened. Well, we, can, we can cite the incident. We can cite the date, the team, the player. Mm. All mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. So I found it really, that, that I thought was very interesting. And the, to me, the second thing, which, is, which gives this movie a lot of credibility, and it sucked me in when you mentioned it, was the fact <laughs> that it actually has a sequel that came out called Goon, Last of the Enforcers. So this first movie was that. good enough. 
That we even actually, better, they, or as good as yeah. it's it's every bit as good as this movie. Lee Schreiber's in it again too, by the way. And I, the word is that I, I can't believe it. They're actually talking about a third movie. Ooh, that's pretty. I cool. can see why. I can see why it's got a great theme. It's an underdog kind of movie, right? It's a Rocky movie in a lot of ways. It is a Rocky and, movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I have to say, I really resent the way you called his girlfriend, who eventually marries, by the way, sleazy slash slut girl. Wow, John. I can't believe hey, you listen, said that. Doug, the good, simple-minded, uh, makes the most use of his one brain cell he's got. And that I get. Uh, oh, I wow. That. Wow. He's able to, to make other people's lives better. And he's mm-hmm. that lady who... The, the wonderful hockey slash what whatever she is fan. Oh no, no, she's her, a fan. She's an enthusiastic fan. Fan of a lot of things, uh, drugs, sex, and hockey. Not necessarily, and yeah, that's hey. the order they're in. I think. Well, that's uh, what people do these days. But Doug takes and sees this woman who's got potential of being a fine young woman, and he's able to get the better parts of her, you know, her, her personality and everything, because she's a very pleasant woman, and he's. Mm-hmm. A Take all that and make her. He doesn't make her. I don't make it sound like Frankenstein, but he is a. a, a becomes a, He's part a good of influence, life. supposedly. Yeah. Now, just just to foreshadow a little bit, a major part of the theme in the second movie is their married life. Ooh, mm. that, that's a yeah, key. You, like you're it. gonna like watch it. it, aren't you? You're gonna watch it. Yeah, you might have sucked me in again. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the other thing is that I thought, you know, when, when we were talking about that, uh, that, that Czech woman who looked up to see the board and couldn't believe the scores, that's the way yeah. I feel about when I look at the critics as the critical re- response and reception to this movie. It's high. Is, it is so high. I can't believe it. Rotten Tomatoes, 82% out of. Oh, well, let's just put that in context. There are a lot of good movies that don't get anywhere near an 80 a, in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, this is this is like eclipsing Gone with the Wind and all that. Of course, I would that yeah. put me to sleep because it's too long. But that's another. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's, yeah, that's piece of shit. But in addition to the fact that we've got a couple of critics, the New York Times uh, critic I couldn't name it, uh, and Roger Ebert, my favorite guy. Now, Roger, I have to be true. This is the 2011 movie. Poor Rogers had cancer at the time, and uh, I don't know. I when I read his review. I sense a couple things. He might not be what you call it a hundred percent. That might be part of the reason he gave it such a good three stars. By the way, three stars, as far as I'm concerned, is better than four. That's my sweet spot. I want a good movie, not an excellent one. And Ro- Roger gives it three. And I think another thing about the reason he gives it three stars is because he doesn't know anything about hockey. I think going into this wow. movie with ignorance of the sport is uh, w- would be very helpful. So if you're not a hockey fan, this might be the the way that you can be introduced to hockey and oh god, let's not even go there. Yeah, so, but good introduction, as far as I'm concerned. Critical reception has been off the charts. It's like yep. science fiction. It's Twilight Zone yep. material. I can't believe it. The oh, awards. I can. And here's another one. It's been nominated. Thirteen nominations. Now, one of the things about the nominations, as we mentioned, Canada is like plus in this movie. It's everything. Oh yeah. Which is fine with me. I really enjoy it. Over half of these nominations were what, what are called candies. Um, and you're trying to say, what the hell's a candy? Well, a candy's like an Oscar, but it's by the Canadian, Canadian Screen, uh, Guild. And what they did is they, they, the in, informal name for the award that you get is in honor of 
Canadian comedian John Candy. So we mm. call the awards in Canada Candy. Good choice. You heard it. You heard it first here. Okay, we didn't make wow. that up. That's what's no. Nope. We've made everything else up. We've been talking about, but that's true. <clears throat> and absolutely, let's yeah. say that we've piqued your interest up to this point in this movie. Let's just oh. assume that that might be a stretch, but I I don't think so. I think I, don't th I, I think, think you've done an excellent job with with describing well, it. And you liked it more than you, your your show notes admit. Oh God. come on! You know what? Come on! I still got. You know, if we get this Come show on. done in time, I think I still got enough time to watch it. But if I don't, that's what's so interesting about this movie is if you can get it on streaming, you're not going to find it obviously in the uh, going to the movie right. theater. But you can stream this on Amazon. You don't even or have you to get it fun. free. It's free on Netflix. Netflix is it's you just watch it. It's there for free. So the bottom line is, if Netflix free, Amazon mm -hmm. if you're Prime, it's free. If you're a guy like me who doesn't stream that off, you can pay ninety nine cents and watch this movie. Oh, by the way, John, it's not Prime on Amazon. You do have to pay. Oh, really? So I, yeah, I could not what watch happened? it for free on Amazon. I have to watch. I had to watch it on Netflix. So Netflix, so. you got it for free. Well, I'm glad you were able to yeah. find that sweet free spot. And oh yeah, we're I able like to that. Tell the users about that. Got to see it again. Yeah, and so let's. I've got about a. I've got about three hours left on my 48 hour viewing window, and I oh, just go for hop it. in there and and watch it again or parts of it because. Okay. Good. Doug, Doug's good. I like Doug. Oh, Doug's great. Okay. I just, so I think we've done his lines are great. His delivery. He's very yeah. funny. Very funny. Very good. Okay. So, so next, now we're going to talk about something completely different. It's related yeah. to the Olympics, however, and that is the fact, and I'm, I'm sure y'all have heard about this, the fact that North and South Korea have actually gotten together and met first time in two years, they've gotten together and agreed, let's field one team for the Olympics. One combined team, just call it Korea. No North and South Korea, Korea. And I have to tell you, just what I just said is inspiration. I mean, you know, I am not counting on our president to cool off, you know, this guy with the nuclear weapons, <laughs> but I think the Olympics might. I have more hope for them and everyone else in the world than I do for our beloved Donald Trump. And the fact that they did this is great. Now, I thought to myself, I wonder how they did that. And what's the deal with that? Wow. Okay, here's what's going to surprise you. There's a long history of how this is done. There's a protocol for how North and South Korea actually talk to each other. And this is also inspiring. The fact that a protocol and a mechanism and a physical place exists to have this happen is kind of cool. So what is it? Originally, when the armistice was signed back in the 50s, there was a, a village, uh, Pyongyangjom or something like that. Yeah, and I like that. I remember yeah. it. Go for it. Yeah, a village. Don't try to there say it again. Village. I think you, 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 no, you're, I'm, you're I'm out of there. I'm out of there. So it's in the DMZ, and we all know what the DMZ is, the demilitarized zone. And I think that's the first time DMZ was used. And so there it is. There's this little swath of uh, land, actual physical land, called the DMZ. And it's not a straight line. Everyone thinks it is. It kind of zags a little bit every once in a while. But there's a village. So they said, this will be our place where we do the armistice. And you guys have 48 hours to put together two buildings that we can use in order for uh, North Korea to sign the agreement with the United States. And sure enough, the United States and North Korea actually worked together. It was kind of like a sleepover, you know, 
You bring the popcorn, I'll bring the blankies. And it was a little different, though. You know, you bring the wood and the stone we need to build the buildings. And since you're North Korea, uh, United States will actually bring some electricity and light bulbs and stuff like that and some power equipment so we can saw stuff. So they worked together in 48 hours. They got these two buildings put together and tables, chairs, nice windows, good view, decent looking buildings, but not too, too, because after all, communism. Have to keep it low. So they got those two buildings, signed the damn thing, and it was done. So what happens after that? Well, now we go into, you know, a kind of Cold War. What's a ceasefire? It's a Cold War. Because these people, uh, I mean, there's life and death stuff going on still to right now that people can't leave North Korea. And there's, and we talked about this on a previous show. It's dangerous. It's black markets and all kinds of amazing stuff goes on in North Korea in order for those people to survive. South Korea, oh shit, man, they're making, uh, they're making washers, dryers, phones. You know, they're going to town. They're having a great time. And but they got a little of that cutthroat thing going on too. That that is uniquely Korean. And but anyways, yeah. What's happening now? Well, what happened was that village I just described. It just like nothing happened. Nature took its course, and it's, you know, about six inches high of rubble right now. But as the years went on, the need to get together, North and South Korea, every once in a while, or the UN and North Korea or whatever, came up. And they said, well, that place is kind of a piece of shit. Why don't we move the two buildings to another place that isn't a piece of shit? And we'll actually kind of spruce it up a little bit because, hey, we're North Korea and we don't have any money because we're spending it all on nukes and what have you. So... You know, uh, we'll make it into a tourist trap. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> so you got these historic buildings, which are a big tourist trap. And they are very well done. They're very well restored and even spruced up a little bit. You, as an American, go to South Korea, haul your butt up there in a little uh, bus and sign all kinds of things that it's okay if you get shot. And uh, go up there and look at these buildings and walk through it. And people will tell you stuff. You can go to the gift shop and get all kind of you know, stuff, and it's nostalgic. That's the only place left on Earth where there's a real Cold War, and it's kind of exciting, and everybody likes it, and boom. But the reason I bring all that background up is because it happened again. For these Olympics, Mm. they met there in that new village that's all spruced up and talked it over, made the decision, and they're actually going to do it. But picture this building they're in. This building they're in. If I'm on the south wall of the building, I'm in South Korea. If I'm in the north wall of the building i'm in north korea if i walk across the room the middle line of the room i'm between the two countries if i take one step forward i'm in north korea mm. it's kind of exciting can't admit well right. when i take yeah when i take a look at this and i and i do believe that there's a couple things we can get out of it the first thing is i like that when i think of north korea i think a one word facade basically what they do is they everything they do is a facade and behind it is nothing that's the way they incorporate themselves. So, like you said, they can spend money the way they feel is wise, and that is on nuclear, on weaponry of a variety of sorts, mostly nuclear. So yeah, that's one and, thing. Yeah. The other thing and I stuff like about, for the, and stuff for the godlike leader. Yes, it's all for you know royalty or whatever you want to call the the the, the crazy guy that that does all this wonderful this crazy stuff. So. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, li- I like about this is that, you know, as much as we've talked about in the Winter Olympic cheating, the fact is that if these were two countries, let's just say we had Russia 
and maybe another one of the countries that kind of spun off of Russia. And they said, mm-hmm. by the way, we want to put together this. What like the Ukraine. Say? Let's say it's the Ukraine yeah, and Ukraine, Russia. Yeah, Ukraine was in Russia. So what would we do? We'd say, you're cheating. You're cheating. You've combined two countries. You know what? When you say North Korea and South Korea. No one cares. They, they together, want it. They want it. In other words, mm. this, is a, this is a good example where cheating is good. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. Important, John. Here. Very important. It's all context. Yes. Timing. So, the the other thing I want to mention to you is I've got a personal history with respect to I worked for Samsung Electronics and and I demonstrated my ignorance in terms of the of this conflict one day when I said to the uh, a South Korean uh, and by the way I'll, I've never seen a country that is so fiercely have pride in what they do is they take one for the gusto. We had like four bomb scares in our building back in the, in the mid-night 80s. All the Americans, what do they do? They scatter and go to the bars and drink. They figure it's an afternoon off where they can get themselves wasted and have fun. What do the Koreans do? They keep working. They don't care. They're, they're willing to die for the country. If a bomb goes they off, are. no problem. Yeah, right. So here's the thing that happened. Though. I was talking to him one day, and I said, you know what? That must have been a big celebration when we, you know, the United States was able to pull that off for you and, and basically stop the war. You know, he said to me, he said, the, the, the Korean I was working for, he said, that's one of the worst days in the history of Korea. Because on that day, we knew that there were going to be some of our relatives we would probably never see again. Because they right. were in North Korea and we're in South Korea. Nothing's been resolved. We're in a ceasefire. Yeah. This, yeah. Is a, this is a conflict that technically, and in more ways te- than technical, continues to go to this very day. Yes, it's so, true. That's my, Absolutely that's true. my insight on it. Yeah, I think, I, well, yeah. So in you other words, that Korean said, well, that Korean, I don't, he, he was fairly polite to me, but I, I know what he was thinking. You stupid idiot. You don't know anything, you clown. You're being, you're being, oh, you're being you're rough You're just my uh, another one of those uh, red, white, and blue idiots. So Ugly Americans, that's what we are. Yes. But, I, you know, I'm sure he would not say that about you. I don't know. I, mean, be, I think you're picking on my brother, and I don't appreciate it. Okay. I deserved it, though. No, no, you don't. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No. Okay, okay, okay. Let's not right. battle about whether I should be feeling bad or not. No, Let's you need to feel good. I, I think that uh, I'm hoping what's going to come out of this. You think, really, this might be the way that we might get some resolution in terms of this, this struggle. It's better than anything else I've heard. Yeah, I Much better. I think Much it, better I think than the other gonna, bullshit. It basically allows us to open the door. And I think opening the door can only lead to, be- to better results as, the- as these countries come to- try to come together. And you know what, sports? The Olympics were put together, believe it or not, I think, so that we could show the world that we can have this cooperation through a variety of countries with a common goal. And that is, of course, for the U.S., it's a different goal. It's called cheating and winning. But for the rest mm-hmm. of the countries, it showed you know, that we could get together and do something. And for a Sportsmanship. Point, Yes. Sportsmanship for them. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that the, that's it. Started in Greece, of course, and uh, they've kept some of the Greek traditions, you know, lighting of the mm-hmm. torch and all that stuff, and running with it, and not trying to burn your hair off. And you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool thing. I, I like that part of it. And you're right. The Olympic Games in the in the beginning were a way for people to settle their differences by competing against each other in sports and in, in sporting events, rather than trying to kill each other. Right. So we've now evolved into uh, the Olympics where you're not going to kill each other. You're going to kill yourself. 
That's what we're. That, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it. it and the fact is that uh, the the pure purpose upon which these games were originally were originated has at times been tainted by politicizing. You know, keeping certain uh, countries out, certain this and that, and whatever, making political statements. Let's hope that that is on the back burner at best. I, the best Olympics are when that's not even on the range. It's like in a, it's off the range. You don't even know it's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. So I, I think what we've done is we've shown that that you know although we might have snoozed through the Winter Olympics, it, it serves some doesn't keep us from purposes. talking about it. Sure doesn't. <laughs> and and it, and we can display our ignorance on this topic like just like we do any other. Well, I, I would I would not quibble with what you've just said, but point out also that not knowing shit about something and just doing the most cursory research possible in order to find out a few things gives us a certain distance and objectivity from the subject matter and allows us to come up with unique solutions. I call it a fresh approach. Oh, we're my not, goodness. We're not, we're not burdened A fresh by this approach. <laughs> I like that. My goodness. You oh, don't wow. hear the word fresh enough. You know that? Yeah. Except laundry detergent and blah, blah, blah. But I would like to hear the word fresh. Yeah, I would like to hear the word fresh more applied to things that don't just have a smell. You know, a fresh approach. John, wow. Okay. First for me. All good. I did. And I can't. I'm not going to be able to top that. So I think we know. No pressure. We can't top that. No. No. But I am looking forward to next week, and I'm sure everybody else is, and we'll start to work on it tomorrow. Sounds good. It's a winner. Okay, John. Talk to you later.